We've never talked about shit. Oh, is that next week? <laughs> is that the logical follow-up to fucking pissing on people and... You would think so. Notable cum shots? Um, no. No. I refuse to talk about shit. Just Actually, I can't make any promises. What am I talking about? What kind of pathetic drugs do you take me for? I was intoxicated. for fun and profit. You're listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the word whore. Hi. Hi. What's shaking? Two cheeks and a couple of chins. Two cheeks. It's a Norm. Norm from Cheers. Uh, uh, thing. See, it makes more sense when he says it. Of course it does. Because you're very svelte. Svelte, yes. Nothing's shaking on you. Can't pinch an inch. <laughs> nope. Bodies as hard as a rock. Mm-hmm. What's up? Well, it's Film Fest week in Toronto. Yes, it is. And uh, I don't have any part of it. I've actually been uh, sadly disinterested this year. It felt like it came way too soon, and I'm still going through my uh, summers over sadness. <laughs> I'm I'm just not ready for film festival. It means it's September, and that makes me sad. Yeah. So, no, I haven't been out star-fucking and whoring and taking advantage of it. Although, we both have been taking advantage of the four o'clock last call. Of course. We're not dead. <laughs> Maybe old, but we're not dead yet. Mm, speaking of old, today's my baby sister's birthday. Yeah. So I have to give a shout-out. Oh, I hate that term. <laughs> I can't believe I just said it. I'm not, I'm not giving a shout-out. I'm saying happy birthday to Mrs. D. Happy birthday, Mrs. D. That makes her sound even older. I know. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't think of any other way to disguise her, but that's not. It's not all that flattering. Kind of blew up in my face, actually. Yeah. So I'm sure she's out on the town. Out, out on the town. Mm-hmm. Out on the tiny town where they don't even have a bar anymore. They don't. Isn't that sad? They're uh, relegated to the Legion. The Legion. Legion halls can be good. Um, it looks a bit like a portable, but it's not a portable. <laughs> An ugly sided building that I used to have to drag my grandfather out of. <sighs> so, what did you do today? I watched X Files. Me too. Yeah, I kind of thought you were. How did you know? Were we psychically linked? <laughs> well, no, I know you've been watching them. It'd be lately, funny so. if we watched the same episode. I watched a few, actually, as I was lying about trying to uh, get up and face the world. That's what I use the X Files for, also. I watched uh, Clyde Barker's Last Repose. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Uh, no, Clyde Bruckman's. Bruckman's. I, I was thinking of Bob Barker, actually. I was thinking of Clive or, Barker. Oh, wait, Clive Barker, right, yeah. yeah. No, That's we're weird. Wa- we're waiting for his final repose. <laughs> yes, no kidding. <laughs> that was your whole day? Uh, yes. That was your whole day? <laughs> Hell no. Oh. <laughs> I've been a very bad girl today, Mr. Buttons. Oh, you have? Very bad. I started drinking champagne. Champagne early in the day is, is a strange sensation. On the negative side, I discovered that hamburger helper and champagne make for nasty heartburn in combination. Yeah, that was a little nasty, so I've been chomping on Tums for the last three hours. But you've been drinking for hours, too. Uh, uh, well, slowly. I've been sipping champagne. I'm not chugging it by the bottle or anything. But I did start drinking champagne very early in my day. 
And um, subsequently, I dabbled in a little amateur porn. Oh, good. That was my day. <laughs> When's the viewing? Uh, there will not be a viewing. It's more of a, what the fuck else are you going to do with the technology when it's kicking around? you got to make use of it. Someone's going to have a lot of fun when you're dead. I know. I'm dreading that day. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to pick... At least they won't be saying, I thought she was such a sweet girl. <laughs> yeah, well, I've kind of already prepared everybody long in advance. Did you have the... Uh, you have pigtails right now. Did you have pigtails uh, in the left, porn? It's leftover from my costume. Ah. <clears throat> uh. I guess costume's not really the right word. My, um, character. Was there a kilt and a white blouse There involved? actually was. Oh, big surprise. There actually was. And knee-high stockings. Just feeling, feeling a little Catholic today. <laughs> Sans guilt. So now I'm all hopped up. I feel like I'm hopped up on goofballs. I'm wired. <laughs> well, that's disappointing. Why? Well, being told about homemade porn and not being able to watch it. I remember, I don't know what show this is from, but there, there was a show where they had a porn pact. Two guys, when they died, decided that they, they had this uh, fail-safe, you, you will be the first one t to my apartment to uh, clear out the porn. Oh. God, I don't know what show it was. I know they made a joke about it in the X-Files once, when uh, Frohickey thought uh, Mulder had died. And and Mulder said something about, uh, no, you can't have my porn collection just yet. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm thinking of a show where they actually had each other's keys for that express person. It wasn't coupling, was it? It was coupling, you're right. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, Jeff and Steve. Um, I, I need to set up that pact with someone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you would be my no, no, my, I don't think, my number one choice I, for clearing out my house. I don't think I, I would. But. but it's gonna. I'm gonna have to think long and hard to figure out who that might be. Too many of my friends have internet access. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm ready for that kind of memorial. <laughs> the whore remembered. Yes. <laughs> well, I didn't have a porn show today. Well, I figured that. I thought about porn. You, you might... Well, what day could that not apply to? I, I didn't download any or watch any, but... Uh, but you thought about it. I thought about it. Maybe you should consider a new career in porn. Because I always hear about so many people that are in the porn industry and all they ever talk about is getting out of it. So maybe for you it's the opposite. The I think the performers are the ones who usually want to get out of it oh. eventually. I'm not sure that the directors or the producers ever want to get out of it. No, I think generally across the board, people who are in it talk a hell of a lot about getting out of it. Maybe I'm just not meeting the right porn people. I, I can't say that I've heard that, but then again, I don't know a bunch of porn people. so I'll hook you up, brother. I, uh, I think that everyone wants to direct porn, though, at least for a little while. I really, really, really want to direct porn. I think I'd be really good at it. Yeah, there's I think a you whole, would be too. There's actually a big sort of um, wave in the last couple of years of, of female porn directors, and it, it's a bit of a, a different slant on it. There are a lot more female porn directors than there were, that's for sure. It's gooder. Porn. Not just for men in trench coats anymore. And it shouldn't be. Porn should be for everyone. Maybe we should shoot a porn tonight. Uh, no. For exactly the same reason, you're not my porn buddy. Well, no, I didn't say that you have to be in it. Oh. You could go find some, find oh. some whores. Uh-huh. All we have to do is call Link and, uh, have him bring whoever he picked up at the bar tonight over. <laughs> That's true. And, uh, we set up the camera right where we're sitting and leave this room. 
because this is where all the action well, happens, baby. Then, then uh, as disgusting as it is, you have no idea what you're sitting in right now. Oh, I, I have an idea. Of what uh, I'm we used in. to make jokes about hosing down this room, but yeah. by God, after some of the things I've heard come out of his mouth recently, I realize we really do need to hose down this. Well, room. actually, fortunately, he probably doesn't use this chair. It's the couches. That Don't be so fucking sure. That's true. You're wearing headphones on your ears that could have been used for God oh, knows Christ. what. Thanks for telling me that. Mm-hmm. That goes for you, too, though. Where do you think this microphone's been? Not to mention the phone. Oh. Yeah, it's all over for you now, isn't it? London calling. <laughs> ah, baby. Oh. Shall we try a story? Go for it. This story was sent to us by Abby Normal. And um, there is no actual title. It was nothing he had planned or even imagined. It's just that, after years of sadness and depression, which led to outbursts of anger aimed at his family, Abner decided it would behoove him to seek psychoanalysis. After some research, Abner found the cost to be nearly prohibitive. This led to another bout of depression. Not willing to remain miserable and not ready for suicide, he decided to give it a try. If the analysis worked, great. It would have been worth the cost. And if not, he could still snuff himself. That's logical. Makes sense to me. You always have an option, folks. (laughs) Nervously, Abner sat in the waiting room, watching the wall clock. He was relieved that it didn't have an audible tick-tock sound. That would have been torture. As it was, the incessant buzzing of the fluorescent lighting was putting him on edge. Sensitivity to sound, sight, and scent had plagued him most of his life, at times near overwhelming him. It was as if his nervous system was geared for another existence where dependence on sharp senses was necessary for survival. Mm-hmm. Catholic schoolgirl, huh? What are you talking about? Oh, you're just... <laughs> Sorry, you're, you're I'm just, preoccupied. You're, you're just now hearing things from like 20 minutes ago. That's kind of scary. <laughs> I was surprised at your lack of interest in, in that little bit of information, actually. <laughs> well, you know, what am I going to say? Well, normally... You made porn this afternoon? Wait, normally let me take down a, my pants. Tell me about it. <laughs> normally you'd be a bit of a bastard and say a, a woman your age has no business wearing pigtails. Like, what the fuck is up? <laughs> Well, it's bizarre. the pigtails made sense. Yeah, I know, but mo- <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that I think I can pull that off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even care. You can get away with it. Damn right I can. And I will until as long as I possibly can until someone Well, I actually have people that I don't have people to p- pick up my porn when I die, but I do have people already with detailed instructions about when they have to tell me I can no longer get away with stuff. It's very important because I am the kind of person who will still try to pull off the fucking bared midriff at some inappropriate age because I will never truly get my head around the fact that it's just not appropriate anymore. You know? <laughs> You'll never get get a, get your head around the fact that you're not in high school anymore. <sighs> well, that it goes a little beyond that. I think I think you can get away with it after high school. I'm actually thinking it's not appropriate in high school, but I have I have people at the ready to tell me You have told when, me about when when I before. can and no longer do the things I do, wear the things I wear. And that's comforting. 
it's probably not that far away. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's really not very sweet. Do it while you can, honey. Exactly. Clock's ticking. I'm fighting it every step of the way. Would you like me to read now? Sure. The door opened, and a young woman, his psychoanalyst, greeted him and asked Abner to join her in his office. Her name was Hazel, but her eyes were blue. Abner noticed this right off, despite the subdued lighting in the room. In the back of his mind, in the more primitive part of his brain, neurons began to fire. He became aware of a subliminal something in the room. Abner sat awkwardly on the sofa, Hazel in an armchair across the small room from him. She smiled, a genuinely warm smile. A subliminal something, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I bet it wasn't too damn subliminal. Abner's vision blurred, and his heart rate seemed to double. He felt a jolt of adrenaline rush through his body. What was going on here? Abner knew about pheromones. People weren't supposed to be able to detect them. But something chemical was definitely happening in this small room. I have a problem with that. I can detect pheromones. It's the only thing that explains my bizarre, absolutely disconnected taste in, in people. If, if you lined up anyone I've ever had a thing for in, in the same room, well, that would be impossible, but in, in the same town, um, if you put them all in a lineup, you just go, what the fuck is the common thread here? It makes no sense. I don't think that has anything to do with pheromones. I think that has to do with poor judgment. No, the truth is... I mean, maybe you can't detect I don't, pheromones. I maybe don't have a physical a... type. I actually I have some weird chemical reaction to certain people. And it usually gets me into a shitload of trouble. Yeah, blame it on the pheromones. It, well, what else could it be? What the, else? the alcohol and poor judgment. <laughs> or the unnatural no, inclination to whoring to it, around. That adds to it, but that would only explain it for one instance. No. Yeah. No, for one instance with that particular person. It, yes. do, it doesn't explain how I can have like an ongoing uh, weird... Okay, I get you. You do? Okay. Yeah, you, well. All right, because you're giving me weird looks, and it's kind of <laughs> freaking me out. I, I assumed that you, that you would notice the fact that there's like no rhyme or reason, apparently, to the naked eye in my taste. That's all. I'll change the subject now because I'm <laughs> feeling like I'm talking to a fucking wall. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'm changing it up a bit. My mm -hmm has become uh -huh. People weren't supposed to be able to detect them, but something chemical was definitely happening in this small room. Abner looked at Hazel in awe. He was falling in love with his shrink. Falling in love? I think that's a bit extreme. <laughs> yeah. What is this, another fucking fairy tale where somebody's going to get married in ten minutes? And then get a, a clit ring. The two talked for the duration of the session with Abner describing his life's ups and downs. They met twice a week for several months. Each session, Hazel drew more out of Abner's past, and they talked about how his life had been shaped by these early upsets and disappointments. Hazel stressed that there should be no secrets between them. I wonder if he told her about his porn collection. Or she him. Maybe. Each meeting... It would be a little unprofessional on her behalf. Each meeting, Abner continued to feel the same burst of excitement as in the first session and decided to tell her 
Feeling somewhat embarrassed, he admitted his reactions to her and the deeper, growing feeling of love and desire he felt for her. Hazel said, We're close to a breakthrough in your treatment. I've always wondered how comfortable that couch is. Let's find out. She's a whore! She's a whore. And very unprofessional. I like her. It was, and they did. Later, Hazel admitted feeling the same attraction from the start. But only after she banged him. You notice that? Yeah. <laughs> it's a try before you buy and thing, it, I guess. And it's weird, because why would you bother admitting it after the fact? Mm. I mean, that's the time to, to do the cold shoulder blow off. That's right. Like, Your therapy is done now. <laughs> Go away. Time away. for another client. Away with you, little boy. I'm finished with you now. Drowsily, Abner reflected on how perfect it was. That. What? <laughs> I have a shirt that says that. Says what? Away with you, little boy. I'm finished with you, you now. Oh, okay. How come you don't wear it all the time? Or do you just put it on when you're done? I put it on when I'm done. Maybe I should get a tattoo so I don't have to go through that extra step. <laughs> that would be good. If you can read this tattoo, it's time for you to go. <laughs> Drowsily, Abner reflected on how perfect it all was. It was... Waka, 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 waka. It was so perfect that he almost didn't mind waking up in his room at the hospital. But the straitjacket was much too tight. Oh. Wow, that was short. It was. That was a short short. It was short. He was imagining things. Do you wear short shorts? I wear short shorts. We wear short shorts. I'm not sure there's anything else to it. It just, it's very repetitive. I just remember it from like the Nair commercials or whatever. Oh, I know. That's a shame. I I hate when a commercial takes over my memory of something because Mm. then I can't really place it. But I do, for some reason, have a connection between that song in my head and Purple People Eater. So it must have been on the same <laughs> compilation. Uh, oh, it was probably on that 22 eight, Fantastic. Eight uh, in my dad's car. Wacky hits. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. And I'm sure that your father owned that one. Of course It he probably did. had a little polka dot bikini. and. Uh, of course. Teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini that she wore for the first time today. And itsy bitsy teeny weeny yellow polka dot bikini. So in the water she wanted to stay. One, two, three, four. Something like that. My father didn't have that eight track no, in his that's in sad. his car. When are they going to reissue that on CD? I would like all of the KTEL compilations re-released on CD. I still, to this day, have a memory of a song that follows a song because of KTEL albums. <laughs> One song will make another pop into my head. I, I had that too. I, there were a few of those KTEL albums that we had uh, as kids, and and yeah. He always knew what was coming next. Yeah, absolutely. I don't like spiders and snakes, but that ain't what it takes to love me. Fool, fool. I don't like spiders and snakes, but that ain't what it takes to love me. Like I want to be loved by you. Boom, 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 boom. I can't believe you remember that one. I actually, uh, the the other Jim Stafford song that I knew was uh, Swamp Witch, Down in the Black Bayou. I don't think I know that one. Really big fan of Spiders and Snakes. It's about... It's about the and it makes witch. me think of smoking in the boys' room, so it must have been on the same KTEL mm-hmm. compilation. Probably. 
Jive Talking was on one of the albums that mm. I had to. It's one of the first uh, disco kind of songs. I dated a guy once who used to sing uh, How Deep Is Your Love to Me in in the morning. It was so creepy and sappy. Uh, you know, oh, that's terrible. It's awful. It's so awful. I, I mean, even... How deep is your love? Is your love? How deep is your love? Oh, God. But, uh, I mean, I don't even know the words. You should. I, I think I've blocked it out. I don't know. Some people might consider it romantic or something, and it's the kind of thing that you'd find in a movie. But fuck, if someone started singing it to me, I'd be like, uh, I, I, oh, biting, I hear my mom calling. Biting you know? your pillow, stifling laughter. That's what I was doing. No, no, I just, nor would I ever sing to anyone. I just find it embarrassing, actually. It has its time and place, but... It, no, it was just too sappy for the for the nature of that relationship. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't some like deep, sweet fucking. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was no courting going on here. It was just okay. No, it was just so. Ooh, still gives me the creeps. How deep is your love? Is your love? How deep is your love? I really need to know. Yeah, I, I would have trouble with that. And I did, and I still do. Mm-hmm. We should make a phone call. Yes. Hello? Hmm, Lulu Fontaine. It's the word whore! You're on the air. I am in a bowl. Oh, I see. Where, where are you, Ms. Fontaine? Um, I'm drunk and I'm in a bar. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Can you spare a few minutes? Wait a minute. It's the Wait, I'm back. I'm back. I'm going where I can hear. Yay! This is our first live on-air call with oh, Lulu Fontaine. Louder. Louder still. I think I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm wonderful. How are you? We're so glad we finally reached you in person. Oh, I'm so drunk. Woo! What, what have you been doing this evening? Well, drinking, as you can tell, and I seem to have lost my voice, and Leandro just left because he couldn't get lucky. Who's Leonzo? He's Dan's friend. Dan Dan is here from Miami. Oh, really? How is Dan Dan the pants down man? <laughs> He's in worse shape than me. <laughs> <laughs> you have any stories for us? Oh, I can make stuff up. I'm certainly in the frame of mind, even though I have no voice left at all. Let me see. This man in front of me wearing white pants, does he know that Labor Day has passed? And this is a glamour don't. Should I issue him a citation? You should, but I have actually meant to ask you, does the white after labor, no white after Labor Day rule actually apply in a tropical climate? No, not in a tropical climate. In a tropical climate, you can do whatever you want. However, in Nueva York, if you are a short, dorky-looking guy and you're wearing white pants, you look like a fucking waiter on a break with a suit coat on. Mm-hmm. It's oh, really oh. not pretty. Wait a second, you're in New York? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were in Miami. No, I'm in New York. So it, it, he is breaking the fashion laws. That yes. is, that is a fashion crime. Give him a citation immediately. Well, he's a guy, though. Do guys uh, follow those oh, rules? It absolutely applies. It applies yeah, more so to guys. Great. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. What are you up to? 
Well, doing the show and getting drunk. And smoking and uh, making ice clink in his lap. Yeah, that, that's his whole role. That's right. Woohoo! <laughs> hey, have you ever made any amateur porn? Amateur? I'm a professional. Oh, Are you kidding? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to insult I, you. I'm a coyote and I've been having sex with okra because of its natural slime. <laughs> yes, we heard that. I know. Oh, God. <laughs> what did Mr. Fontaine think of that comment, being compared in size to okra? There's nothing of this. Good. <laughs> I just spilled gin all the way down my shirt. <laughs> it's a shame you're not here to lick it off. Hey, you settle down, word whore. <laughs> you haven't sound drunk. You haven't been drinking enough. I actually have been. I've been drinking almost all day. So have we. All day. Oh, my God. We've been at it since Thursday. I have no voice left. My feet hurt, and I'm starting to look like a crack whore. Where are you right now? I'm in Manhattan. What club are you at? I'm on, I think this is Broadway. We're next to the Soho Grand Hotel, what's oh, called The Yard. It's some outdoor bar. I'm with Mikey and Dan Dan, the pants-down man. He's always immaculately dressed. I know. Now he's wearing some little knit shirt that looks like it belongs to a child with a little pokey nipple sticking through Ooh. and a baseball cap, and he's slurring, and it's mm. not that late. How about you tell us the story about how Dan Dan the Pants Down Man got his name? Well, <laughs> the evening began at the Rosa with about 12 people. The drinks and other things were flowing, and we decided we needed to on to the next bar. And Dan Dan, who was just Dan in those days, decided he should maybe take a little nap. He wasn't feeling that fresh. So he retired to one of the guest boarders, and another friend went to check on him before we left and reported back that Dan Dan had pulled his pants down and exposed his naked buttocks towards the door <laughs> in case, I don't know, somebody's going to sneak up and phone him. So we all had to go in and have a look. And ever since then, he's been Dan Dan, pants down man. Have we ever asked him why he had his pants down? Well, I think we all know now, don't we? Well, I think we've just been guessing. I think we should actually ask him why his pants were down. He, I think he's hopeful. Uh... It was a very wishful Can I nap. go back into the bar and get him and make him tell you? Yes. <laughs> Hang on, here's Mikey. <gasps> really? Hello, baby. Mr. Fontaine, it's our first time. How are you? I haven't talked to you. Well, I tried to talk to you, and it was your birthday, I think. And That's right. And I never did get to talk to you. That's right. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful, too. Are you guys ever coming back? Absolutely. Last weekend in September. You are coming back? Yes. All right, I'll plan around it. Are you staying for a while? Yes. Or I can come there. I like Toronto in the fall. I would I would love for you to come here. We're we're hoping you will come here for the last Thursday of September. Oh, okay. We can share a plane. Well, maybe we can join the Mile High Club together. I think so. As long as you leave your stank hoe wife at home. I can get to JFK in about an hour. Are you ready now? <laughs> I'm not sure how that's going to work. How, how do we get on the same plane if you're there and I'm here? I can get there in like three hours. <laughs> okay. So just so that we can get back on a plane and join the Mile High Club? Yeah. Oh, God. Are you on the radio right now? Yes, sir. Hi, Mr. Fontaine. Hey, I thought you were dead. <laughs> 
The rumors are true. <laughs> well, the word whore keeps on accusing me of that, but uh, no, I'm still alive. He's mostly just comatose, not quite dead yet. You really doing your? Really are. We'd love we'd love a little story from you if that's okay. Um, and I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I got my handcuff belt on. Does that help? Your what? I have a handcuff belt. A hands-up belt? I was at this thrift shop, and I found this amazing belt, and it's made out of handcuffs. Oh, handcuffs. Oh, that's sexy. Oh, it's very sexy. As a matter of fact, all the girls here are looking at me. I bet. Oh, wait. They're not. <laughs> Okay, Dan's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bet he is. He's trying to figure out where the key is. <laughs> Keep your back to the wall, sir. Why don't you guys come to New York? Right now? Yeah, come tonight. There's nothing I would like better. The place is rocking and the weather is perfect. Hey, do you have any party, party tricks to rival uh, your wife's glow-in-the-dark boobs? Um, No. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, I know. Wait, I got I got underpants that glow in the dark. Do you? Yeah. Are you wearing them now? I am. Really? Yeah, but they're covered up with jeans. What What exactly is the practical purpose? There is no practical purpose. Other than people being able to find you in the dark. That's right. And the right parts of me, too. <laughs> I want to see you guys. I miss you. You yeah. can't believe how much. <laughs> I miss you, too, like crazy. I'm trying to figure out exactly how I'm going to go to Miami and still do the show. It's going to be a bit of a hurdle. Why? Well, because we don't want to do it over the phone. It'll sound like shit. I can't help you with that. Unless you want to set up a studio in the house, we can do that. Oh, uh, you could. Yeah, that that could work. We, we'll just have to move Preston down. I mean, you've... I decided to turn the house into, like, the Playboy Mansion. Oh, God, you need a grotto so badly. Bring... We're going to get midgets and people like that that hang out there. <laughs> what is with the recurring midget business? I don't know. I was just thinking that myself. What What is the, the midget fetish that has suddenly taken over the world? I don't know. Do you have a midget fetish? I do not have a midget fetish. Do I you, don't do feet or midgets. Do you have any fetishes? Oh, yeah. I have lots and lots of those. Give me one. Pick one out, and I'll tell you if I'm into it. You you like uh, the rough stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, do you like to be the, the submissive or the dominant? I'm a switch. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that about you. Oh, yeah, and I'm really good at both. I, I, I tend to be uh, strictly dominant. Okay, I can go with that, yeah. Will that work? Sure. Okay. He's not going to get... Oh, you just got to give me a lead. Well, I don't know. Now I'm now I'm all. Uh, <laughs> I I would have expected you to be strictly dominant. No, I can do both. I got a very very adaptable personality. I got to play control at work all day, so I like to go the other way sometimes. Yeah, that makes sense. So if I were to ransack your home while you were out of town, would I find any uh, filthy uh, recorded evidence of this behavior? It's recorded. Yeah. Do you have, uh, like, a secret room behind a bookcase uh, with uh, dentist chairs and stuff like that? You know what? That would be good. We should have a fetish room. 
you know that outfit you wore at um, Halloween? I knew you were going to bring that up. Yes, I, I do. Can you wear that for me? Um, sure. Oh, he's got a boner. <laughs> That's a popularly uh, requested uh, outfit, I think. Yes, I'm afraid I'm doomed to wear the same Halloween outfit every year. But it, it, it is nice to wear it outside of the house once in a while. Well, I know two or three places we could go where you could wear that. And it would be okay? Oh, it would be more than okay. Mm. You guys used to go to a lot of fetish parties. Do you still go? No, unfortunately not. What was the strangest thing you ever saw at a fetish party? Actually, the strangest was also the least desirable. Okay. There was this guy at one party who took an electrical tape and encased his cock and balls and like to lay on the floor so girls would walk on him in high heels. Really? Yeah. But he didn't have the body that worked for it. Oh, so it wasn't it wasn't attractive. It was just a big sweaty hairy guy with electrical tape wrapped around his business. Yeah, that did not work for me. No, that's not that's not hot. So what was the sexiest thing that you saw at a fetish party? I think it was a two-girl thing, and they were really, really into each other. You know, I knew you were going to say that. And well, it was one of the early ones when they were really, really wild. They came down a little bit after the first one or two that we went to, but the best one I ever saw was two girls, and one of them was the girl that owns the fetish factory in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. And she had a girlfriend. That was amazing. And there was a lot of restraints involved. That sounds good. Oh, no. It was better than good. I'm getting a little aroused right now. Good. <laughs> so am I, but that always makes the uh, word whore uncomfortable. It makes me very uncomfortable. So what are you wearing right now? What am I wearing? Or what is Preston wearing? I actually have my hair in pigtails. That's a good look. You doing the schoolgirl thing tonight? I, I, well, I was doing it earlier today, and now I'm just sort of what's left over from that. So, yeah, I took a little whore bath and put on regular clothes, but didn't fix my hair. Oh, man. I was hoping for a really, really short skirt. Yeah, well, that was, like I said, earlier in the day. Uh, I had to adapt my outfit so that Preston could still sit beside me. Well, I've got my glow-in-the-dark underwear, my handcuff belt, and my mummy shirt on. I don't have a nipple ring. My mummy shirt is this amazing shirt I bought when I was in London. What makes it a mummy shirt? It's just a black t-shirt with a picture of a mummy on it, surrounded oh. by hieroglyphics. Oh. I get a I get a lot of comments. I thought you were going to say you were wrapped in bandages. Oh, no, I was actually thinking more blue velvet. Mummy, 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 mummy. <laughs> mummy, mummy. All right, we'll let you guys get back to it. All right, so you'll, what, let's see, you'll get here about 3 o'clock this morning? Yes, sir. Bring your outfit, okay? I will, I promise. All right. Kiss your wife for me. Okay, where? Downstairs. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, I have to pee really badly, and my drink is empty, and... Well, let's just sign off. Okay. Because we're pushing it. Oh, yeah. So, place your votes on Podcast Alley. Vote, subscribe, and share the love. Subscribe at iTunes. Tell a friend. Yes. Tell, tell two friends. Spread the word. And so on, and so on. And, and so, so on, on, and so on, and so on. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. It was like a Breck commercial or something. Was it Breck? Or was it the beer shampoo? Remember the beer shampoo? Yes. Whoa, was that whoa. not the same thing? Oh, it might have been. I, it, 
the, it had beer the in shampoo it. shampoo with beer in it. Why did it have beer in it? But don't drink it. Tee-hee-hee. God, we have so officially dated ourselves with this episode. I know. Between the uh, fucking spiders and snakes and <laughs> Kate Anyone who knows Jim Stafford's name is obviously old. Well, you can be old. Mm. So that's it? Yep. Good night. Goodbye. You've been listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Air out your shorts by sending your short stories to shorts at theitspot.com or visit us at our website at theitspot.com. Air out my shorts. My shorts. Feces, feces, feces. Stop it. It's an ugly, ugly word. I know. Feces.